my friend. Welcome back to the Summit Up podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Today's episode is going to be super, super magical. And if you've been enjoying the show so far and any past episodes, we encourage you to share it with a friend. All it takes is two seconds to text it to a friend or DM it to them or any ratings and reviews that you can leave us would just be such an honor. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about Enneagrams. And if you're not sure what that is, this is the episode for you to dive into it and all the power and magic behind it. And of course, this has been a long time in the making of getting Jennifer Culverhouse on the show. She is an owner of Urban Eve Salon Company in Texas, a Summit Enneagram coach, a person who genuinely lights up a room whenever she steps into it. And I'm so excited to be able to have this conversation with you, Jennifer. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here. So let's just jump right into it. Like, what is Enneagram? Because I've seen it all over TikTok and Instagram and people talking about what numbers they are. But what is it? The Enneagram is basically a transformation tool used to help us identify the nine different personalities and ways that people show up in the world. Um, It hinges on nine different ways that people are motivated nine different core fears that kind of keep individuals stuck and helps us understand why we do the things that we do. You shared something at a retreat or two ago from Summit that getting an Enneagram number isn't a punishment. There's no such thing as a bad one, right? So can you unpack that a little bit before? Because I wanted people to have that at like top of mind before we go deeper. Like why are there, why is there no such thing as a bad, a bad number? So it's really funny because I hear it all the time. Whenever I start to debrief someone with their Enneagram report and they'll say things like, okay, Jennifer, I, just just tell me, I know I have the worst number, or is this the number that no one really wants to be? And the Enneagram is not that way at all. It's, it's a tool that we use in terms of both and. And I don't like to focus on these are your strengths, these are your weaknesses, With the Enneagram, absolutely every single Enneagram type brings something so amazing. Every single type has incredible strengths that they bring to the table and to teams and to their communities. But whenever we're stressed or whenever we're in a place of kind of unconscious awareness, sometimes those strengths, the volume on them get dialed up a little too high or they may not be dialed up high enough. And so with the Enneagram, what we like to do is just help you be able to navigate and become more self-aware of when those strengths of yours are maybe dialed up a, a little bit too high when you're stressed out, or maybe when they're not being dialed up high enough. I'm learning as I'm getting older, if you can put a name onto something, you can take care of it, or you can shine a light on it. And then you can grow with it or grow around it. Absolutely. Um, So when it comes to a salon company with Enneagrams, how is it helpful? And then we'll talk about like the, how do you implement it afterwards? But how is Enneagram helpful to a salon company? I love to use the Enneagram in salon companies because this Um, latest saying that I heard and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Um, But it says, if you have a healthy person, you have a healthy teammate. If you have a healthy teammate, you have a really healthy team. And so why I love the Enneagram is because it helps us gain more understanding of how 
Each of us are individually wired and why we do the things that we do and maybe why we get defensive in certain situations or conflict happens amongst team members. Or if you're coaching someone and you feel like you're just not gaining any traction with them, it's like, okay, what are we not understanding that may be helpful? Also for salon leaders and owners, Oh my gosh, it's so powerful because typically salon owners or leaders, they are strong in one or the other in influence where everybody just absolutely loves them and their energy or credibility where they know that that owner, no matter what, is going to do what they say they're going to do. But a lot of times it's hard to find an owner who is really strong in both. And so the Enneagram helps us be able to stretch and grow them in different areas so that we can maximize their influence and maximize their credibility. Well, and I think that that's so huge, particularly with younger generations, mm. particularly on the credibility part. It's it gone are the days of do what I say because I said so. Yeah. Everyone needs the why behind it. So being able to add credibility as a leader, I think is, is major. Um, when it comes to implementing it into a salon, what does that look like? Like, does everyone just like, take a test or do you come out and and talk to them about it? Like what does that that process look like? So I really don't recommend just kind of your average Google Enneagram test and pay five bucks for your whole team to get an Enneagram test done. Um, They're very, very inaccurate we have the ability to kind of answer the questions in the way that we want to be seen or the way that we think we are. And you can kind of lose some credibility with your team if you're trying to introduce Enneagram into your salon company because they get the results and they're like, oh, I don't really resonate with that. But whenever we come into salons and we use the Enneagram, I really, really, really like to use it in a way that people feel safe People feel like they're truly seen, that there's some science and credibility behind it. And so we use a tool called the IEQ-9, and it's 97% accurate. And so we use this tool for each person to be able to get a full report on their Enneagram type. And then we come in and we do just workshops around understanding all the different nine types, how every single person is wired in that salon company, ways to communicate with each other. And It's really, really powerful whenever we get done because it's like, oh my gosh, now I understand and now I get it. Now I know how to communicate with this particular group that really are more head types or this group that are more focused on people and feelings Mm -hmm. or task and doing. So it's amazing just the level of grace and awareness and understanding that people start to have. And yeah, it's very, very cool. I mean, it sounds magical to be able to have someone on your team understanding the way that the lenses which they view the world and Mm -hmm. how to appeal to them. In your salon company, how has Enneagram like helped you as, as an owner and how has it helped interpersonally with your team? Whenever we hire someone new, they take an Enneagram assessment. And, you know, whenever we get that report back, 
we sit down with them one-on-one. And so then we just kind of debrief it and explore it and talk about what they resonate with, what they have questions about. Then they just gain a whole new understanding of themselves. And one of my favorite things that people say is they're like, my gosh, okay, so I'm not weird or there's not something wrong with me. Like there's other people that think and view the world the way that I do. And it's a really beautiful thing. I think that's what I love is people are like, okay, there is something really valuable about me that I bring. And then we, after we do that with them, then we go to whoever their team lead is, their manager, and then we sit down with that person and we say, okay, here is so-and-so's Enneagram type. Here is the best way to communicate with this person. Here's what they need. Um, They are not going to be able to just stand and watch and just visually learn. They're a kinesthetic learner. They are a doer. They need to be involved. Or if they're a head type, okay, they are going to love that associate program handbook and they're going to want all the information, all the details. And so to be able to understand that from the get-go, especially with somebody who you're training, oh my gosh, you're going to have such less communication interruptions or miscommunications happen. And you're going to be able to meet them with what they need and how they need it. So can we go through each of the Enneagram types and like top line them? Sure. Um, yeah. So let's go ahead and start with type one. Let's do it. So type one is what we call our strict perfectionist. Their core motivation is I need to be good and I need to do the right thing. Their core fear is being criticized. They have such an attention to detail and excellence. They want mm. to do it perfectly. And so Enneagram ones are always paying attention to what could be better and how they could improve. And no one is going to work harder than the Enneagram one to get it done right. Um, So something to be mindful of with Enneagram ones is they can tend to have what I call the loudest inner critic or the loudest noisy roommate. You know, that one who tells you you look bad in your jeans or you shouldn't have said that, that sounded dumb. So when you are working with Enneagram One, something that's so helpful is to help them to remember to have fun and that good is good enough. You probably aren't going to have to really point out a lot of things for an Enneagram One because they're already doing it to themselves. Mm. Awesome. What about mm-hmm. two? Type two is our considerate helper. So this is the Enneagram type that is all about wanting to be loved, liked, and appreciated. They are the ones that we see a lot on our salon teams. We actually see all nine types, but Enneagram twos typically are on our salon teams because they love to serve and make other people feel good about themselves. So they are the ones who are like, oh my gosh, yes, I can totally help. They are the ones who can see what you need before you can even see it yourself. And they love to affirm others. They're they're great cheerleaders. A lot of times they are constantly giving of themselves, supporting other people. They love to do things for others 
But a lot of times for Enneagram twos, there's a little bit of sadness because they're always doing that for everybody else. But what they really need is for people to notice and affirm them. Mm. And so for Enneagram twos, the best thing you can do for them is recognize all of the amazing things that they're doing and remind them that they have needs too and look for ways to support and love and affirm them as well. Uh, What about type Mm -hmm. three? Type three is our competitive achiever. This is our goal-driven, get it done, love to achieve, accomplish. They have this really high expectation of themselves that they want to be the best at whatever they do. They want to accomplish and be able to achieve kind of whatever their expectations are and, and and they are very competitive with themselves. So a lot of times we see Enneagram threes who make everything look so easy because they're just so naturally good at it. At the same time, they can tend to be workaholics and really, really burn the candle at both ends and burn out. So the best thing you can do for Enneagram threes is affirm them for taking care of themselves, for taking vacations, for taking time off and encouraging them and saying, you know what, you do all these amazing things and accomplish all these things, but I love to see it when you take time to care for yourself. Yeah, that's so huge. Yeah, you were sick. Good job at staying home. (laughs) Yes, exactly, exactly. I love that. What about type four? Type four is our intense creative. So this is another heart type on the Enneagram. So they are all about feelings, emotions, and wanting to live an authentic life experience. So they view the world in a really, really beautiful way. And they see value in all emotions and feelings because that's really authentic to them. Uh, They're very creative. Aesthetic is very important to them. The way things look, feel, smell. Um, They are very creative in the way of being able to see really unique and cool ways to do things or look at things. And so they are the ones on our teams that are very innovative. They love to show up and be different. So whether that's in the way that they dress or the way that they do their social media or just the ideas that they offer. Something to remember about Enneagram 4s, though, is they do want to be authentic and they're very, very honest. So being mindful that just because Everybody else may do their social media this way and you're coaching everyone to do their social media. And the typical thing is give the Enneagram for space to kind of be a little different and unique with that because their core fear is they don't want to be like everyone else. They want to be unique and different. So give some space to that. And do we run into this one a lot in our industry? Enneagram fours. It's really funny and fascinating, but all of the teams that I've worked with, they are not the majority. Okay. That's really interesting. Which is interesting. It is. It is. I feel like in every salon company, there's like two and they're like best friends and they like operate really well together. So right. You're so right. What about fives? So fives are our quiet specialist. So this is one of our head types. 
So our quiet specialists, their core need is I need to understand. I need to have all the information. They don't want to look like they don't know what they're doing or they don't know what they're talking about. So for Enneagram fives, they are the ones who I like to call our subject matter experts. Because if they are interested in something, they don't want the cliff note version. They want absolutely everything, all of the knowledge about it. In the beauty industry, we see a lot of Enneagram fives and they're very warm and they're generous with giving information. They love to learn and they like to share the information. One thing about Enneagram fives is they have really amazing boundaries on themselves and they respect boundaries with other people. So with Enneagram fives, it's really important to know that they love information, but they really want you to be very clear and direct and logical whenever you're teaching them or you're sharing things with them. If you are coaching an Enneagram five, they just don't understand you if you are a feeling person who's like, I don't know, just, it just kind of feel it. Just go with the flow. They're like, That does not make sense to me. Um, And something to remember for Enneagram fives is respect their boundaries and respect that they, they don't really want to necessarily stay 30, 45 minutes after the meeting or after their shift. Um, I haven't done the official coaching through summit yet, but in the ones that I've done through other trainings through, um, like I've done some through Redken and like random ones I've taken online five is like one of the ones that I've gotten in the past pretty consistently. And I resonate with most of what you said. It's so funny because I think I communicate very emotionally personally, but I think when people communicate emotionally to me, I'm like, what? Just get to the point. Like stop sugarcoating things. Just get to the point. Absolutely. Enneagram fives are the ones that are most dis- disconnected or just don't understand people who are overly emotional. Mm-hmm. What about type sixes? Type sixes are our loyal skeptics. So <laughs> type sixes need to feel safe and secure. They have a core fear of not understanding or just not feeling safe, not feeling secure. So Enneagram sixes are the ones that we call our worst case scenario people. And a lot of times I think Enneagram sixes kind of get stereotyped a little bit, whereas that worst case scenario thinking is really an amazing and beautiful strength that they have. Um, They are able to think through all of the different scenarios that could happen. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of times in salon companies, the energy is jump off the cliff and we'll build our wings on the way down. Like, let's not worry about it. We'll just figure it out as we're soaring through the sky. And Enneagram sixes are like, oh, wait, hang on a second. Before we jump off this cliff, have we tested these wings out? And is there any other scenarios that we kind of need to run through before we jump off this cliff? You know, they are the ones who are looking around the corners. And the beautiful thing about Enneagram 6s is they're very collaborative. 
They love a group and a team. They love to be able to give safety and security in a team. And they ask a lot of really great great questions that some of us don't really think of or consider because we're moving so quick and so fast. So with Enneagram 6s, that whenever they find their team, they are so loyal to the team and to the collaborative effort. And something to be mindful of with Enneagram 6s is give space to their questions, listen to what they have to say and what they are concerned about and validate those things in them. Typically, they just want to be heard and then we can help coach them to what bravery and courage looks like. I have uh, one of my business partners. I'm like 99% confident is a type six. And I used to think we had conflict all the time, but it was just Mm -hmm. a lot of questions. And those questions are safety nets, like you said. And I think that that is important because I'm a, a kind of person that loves like, like, oh, here's this idea. Here's the ways that I've thought it through. Let's go for it. And this person's like, well, what about this? And what about that? And for that now I'm grateful because I'm aware of like, no, those are actually very valid points of view. And thank you for asking those questions actually, because I think you just saved us some, some heartache and some learning curve. Absolutely. Um, what about type seven? Type seven is our enthusiastic visionary. So this is the one that they need to experience it all. They, I, I like to describe type sevens as like these kind of effervescent, glittery energy. They are the ones who see all the possibilities. They love change. They love to experience absolutely everything. They have this optimistic and very positive view of the world. They're the ones on your team. If there is a new contest or new system that you're implementing or a new promotion, they get so excited about those things. They get bored very easily. They don't like the same thing day in and day out. So it's very, very important when you're working with an Enneagram 7 to realize you've got to keep things fun. They need to be having a good time and 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 having fun with what they're doing they'll get bored if they don't they're they're pretty good with structure but give them the why and make it fun too i love that and those are the people who win all the contests (laughs) yes 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 awesome what about the next type so type eight is our intense controller So type eights are very direct. They like to be in control. They don't want to be seen as weak or vulnerable. So a lot of times our Enneagram eights just have a very big energy about them. Um, They're very decisive, very black and white. They're the ones who just love to get the task done. Like we're not going to cry about it or whine about it. Let's just get it done and move ahead. So a lot of times with Enneagram 8 leaders, I see they have so much credibility because Enneagram 8s do what they say they're going to do. People trust Enneagram 8s because they are also protectors. So they are really going to be like the protectors of the ones on their team and stand up for those that need to be kind of like protected and stood up for. Um, One thing to remember about an Enneagram 8 is with their big energy, 
sometimes they can, um, they've been described as, oh my gosh, they're so intimidating or they scare me a little bit because a lot of times their delivery is so direct and strong. But for an Enneagram 8, they're just expressing their passion about something. So one thing to remember about Enneagram 8s is they are sensitive on the inside. And I like to describe them as like an M&M in a hot car. They're they're hard on the outside, but they're really soft on the inside. So just to remember that Enneagram 8s have feelings too, and, and to be sensitive to them because they get their feelings hurt too. Well, and I think the reason why they're so direct uh, is because they're trying to avoid the, the emotion of it all. So that they yeah. can just stay ahead of it by having the conversation so that they don't have to feel feels. Um, one of my really best friends is, a, is an eight. And it's always interesting to hear the world through their their lens. They're usually really good salon owners too, and really great leaders within a salon organization. And then for mm-hmm. nine. Oh yeah. Type nine. Last, but definitely not least. Our type nine is our adaptive peacemaker. So Enneagram nines, their core need is to keep the balance and that's within themselves. And that's with everyone around them too, their environment, their team, all of their people, their core fear is conflict. So Enneagram nines are very accommodating. They're super fair. They are the ones that can see all sides of a situation or conflict that people are having. They are amazing teammates because they're so flexible and they love to see everybody win and everything be cohesive and just create this really amazing working environment. A lot of times there is this misconception that Enneagram nines don't have strong opinions or strong thoughts about things, and they really do. So one thing I like to say about Enneagram nines is they have the biggest, most powerful energy out of all nine Enneagram types. But the reason why they never really get to access that is because they're always giving their energy away to everyone else and everything else. So one thing whenever you're working with Enneagram nines on your team to remember is they have really powerful things to say and really strong opinions about things, but they have this amazing gift to actually thinking through things before they actually say it. Mm -hmm. And so for Enneagram nines is to give them space and to really listen to these thoughts and these ideas um, and really help them see their power and their energy and give them space to really be able to express themselves and give their thoughts, give their opinions. Yeah, on my side of things, that's the other one that I get a lot through the tests that I've taken in the past. So it's either fives or nines. And I've learned the older I've gotten, I can stand in my power now and say what I mean. But it took a a lot of coaching from people in my life being like, why do you sidebar everything? Just say it in the meeting. And I'm like, yeah, but I just want to listen and collect information and then think it through. Um, I would love for us to talk about... um, people being put into a box or when people are like, I'm a five and I also resonate with a nine. Like, how do you speak to that? So first the box, you will hear people say, Oh, well, I don't want to be put in a box, like just label me with a number. And I like to say the Enneagram helps us identify the box that we're already in. And it helps us learn 
and become consciously aware of things in our lives to be able to expand and make our box even bigger. So, of course, there's so many different factors that makes make us who we are. Culture, the family dynamic that we had, the different biases that we automatically kind of have taken on in our lives, things like that. But the beautiful thing about the Enneagram is it really does come back to those core motivations and those core fears. So one thing we say in our workshops is you're not, we ask that you don't label people with what you think they are as a number. The reason why we don't label people is because we don't know why they do the behaviors that they do. We don't know what that core motivation is. That's underneath the surface of the iceberg, right? Underneath. And so with the Enneagram, there's a lot of numbers that do the same behaviors that other numbers do, but the core motivation and fear is totally different. So that's why we say whenever you're doing Enneagram work, you don't want to just take a really kind of quick quiz or something like that, because a lot of times you get mistyped. And so I'm really fascinated, Blake to get your Enneagram assessment now and kind of explore that with you. Yeah, I need to sign up for your program as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah. So with with that said, like, how can people get involved with Enneagram and get the coaching and the development with their leadership team or their entire team as a whole? So we offer so many different customized pathways to exploring the Enneagram with Summit. You can reach out to me directly and I can even set up a really quick call with you just to kind of explore what you're looking for and we can build something for you. We also offer every single month a lead the way where we do a virtual Enneagram workshop where we dive into all the nine types and the different centers of expression, task, feeling, or thinking, and really dive into that and what that looks like. And then you get an Enneagram assessment. And then we do a one-on-one hour and a half debrief. We build a leadership development plan for you based on your Enneagram results and what you're really wanting to focus on. And then we go into salon companies too, and we do big workshops where we learn about all the nine types and everyone on the team gets to learn what their Enneagram type is. And it's so much fun and interactive. Now in our salon companies, people want to be seen for who they are, not who you want them to be. I love that. People can reach out on summitsalon.com under the leadership division. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anywhere else Mm -hmm. we can connect with you on social? So I have an Instagram page called Jennifer Enneagram Guide. I do videos and things like that just to help you learn and expand your knowledge and awareness about the Enneagram. And yeah, I would love to connect with you there. With that, our final question, what does happiness mean to you? Happiness to me is being authentic and true to what my heart's desires are and being honest with who I am and what my gifts are for the world and living in freedom in that. Mm. That is happiness to me. 
Sum It Up is produced by Andrew Moraskin. The executive editor is Tim Fisk, and I'm Blake Reed Evans. Now, if you like what you heard, the best way to show your support is to share this podcast with a friend or a coworker. We would be honored if you left a rating and review for us on Apple Podcasts. And if you're a Spotify user, you can rate us on there too. You can always follow Summit on Instagram and TikTok at Summit Salon. You and I can connect on Instagram and TikTok as well at Blake Reed Evans. My DMs are always open. Be well, friend, and we'll talk soon.